Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Happy, 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 beautiful Monday to you guys. Hope everybody is well. I'm Chad Benson in for Greg Corumbus. Of course, Jim Garrity from National Review is here as he always is. Hope all is well with him. Got a lot of stuff to get to, Jim. And first... It may be working. Apparently, if you tell people they're not going to get paid, they're going to be forced to go get a job and get paid. Yeah, this was that was the conclusion of a lead story in the Wall Street Journal this past weekend. Now, it is worth noting the New York Times has one saying, no, no, it's not the case. I don't know if that was deliberately in response to the, New, the Wall Street Journal article and they're quickly putting out a counter spin or their own interpretation of the data. But uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, actually, it was just yesterday, you know, said Americans are leaving unemployment rolls more quickly in the states that are cutting off benefits. Uh, and he points to Missouri as an example of this. These are the boost, uh, the pandemic aid had, you know, boosted unemployment payments by $300 per person each week and extended the payments for as long as 18 months, well longer than the typical 26 weeks or less. These are set to expire in early September, but certain states have opted out since then. And, uh, you know, Missouri is one of those. And they said the state's unemployment rate is 4.2% in May, well below the national average of 5.8. Missouri cut off the payments back on June 12th. Seven other states did cut them off June 19th. And a couple, four more are going to do it by July 10th. Um, And so they kind of, you know, run the numbers and they say, look, you see, this is it. Now, here's the thing. Democrats and other economists are saying it's other factors. And I'm not going to say that the only reason workers are having a hard time finding uh, employees is because of the federal unemployment benefits. Uh, I was listening, I was saw some interview with a, a pilot who said, look, airlines can't just, you know, turn around on a dime. If you are a particular kind of worker and your you know business shuts down because of the pandemic last year, there's an excellent chance you've gone out and you've tried to find a different job. Maybe you'd be a whole bunch of these people that are trying to find bartenders and wait staff and dishwashers and cooks and all that stuff. Maybe they all went to work in Amazon warehouses. Uh, you know, there's always a chance the fact that the, we have seen you know lasting changes in the economy and that the workers that used to be there for these employers aren't still there. But I have a very hard time believing unemployment benefits were not a factor in this difficulty of finding workers. And uh, the fact that these people, the fact that the sheer number of people, the limited number of jobs we've seen created month to month, particularly earlier in the year, uh, it does point to the idea of of too much money chasing too many people and workers are staying on the sidelines, Uh, not an intended consequence of these pandemic policies and a sign that maybe the states should start pulling the plug sooner rather than later. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, we've done it here in Arizona, and it's everybody's freaking out about it. But the reality is, is the governor here, too, he's giving you a $2,000 bonus if you go get a full-time job uh, and you hold it for 90 days. You can get a majority of the money you were owed, and that's the kind of thing that the, he's trying to do. But the, but you're right. Like Some of it is the ever-changing landscape. People don't want to go back to that gig, but they can't find a gig that's comparable or much like you said with airlines people or it's not a you know overnight thing there's so many pilots who retired finding a pilot is a little bit different than finding a bartender uh and some of it is yeah there may be some fear out there uh when it comes to to this but to say that this didn't play a part in it if you can stay at home and make nearly the same amount of money but you don't have to worry about gas parking even child care even if you make less you may come out ahead it was a no-brainer for a lot of people so to say it's disingenuous to say it was, oh, it's only because of the pandemic. No, there was a lot of factors. And yes, getting that money sent to you every month was definitely a factor. 
Yeah, I was going to say that, uh, you know, undoubtedly the pandemic is this far reaching, you know, really unprecedented change in American life that completely disrupted almost every aspect of the economy. Um, but let never underestimate the capacity for policy to make a problem worse. Uh, and that's what it is. But you know what? I think uh, when it comes to analysis, perhaps some Democrats are just mailing it in. You think so, Chad? Ah, uh, look at the way you did there? that. Yes. Yes, they are mailing it in, and they'd probably need a stamp. They do. This summer is showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. Finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures, smiling at your neighbor, seeing a movie, and going to the post office. Okay, some parts of normal life aren't so great. But with Stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less. In fact, a lot less with discounted rates from the U.S. Postal Service and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of dollars and tons of money every year. Yeah, Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving nearly one million small business owners like you time and money. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find out the best rates every time. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with the promo code 3Martini, that's T-H-R-E-E-M-A-R-T-I-N-I, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in 3Martini. That is stamps.com, promo code 3Martini. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Well, we got rid of our good. We just blew by that, and we mailed it in, if you will. Now it's time to get to our crazy. We got one, but two crazy today. Let's start with the first one. Joe Biden's going to veto. Wait, maybe not. Never mind. I could. I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Is he going to whisper? It's possible, Jim. (laughs) Yeah. Look, this is, uh, you know... I, I, when we go through the topics for each show, I'm always kind of scratching my head and saying, all right, you know, some sometimes we have ones that we're not quite sure how, whether they fit into the good or whether they fit into bad. Uh, this one is just, it felt like a, a double date, a double crazy. I suppose you could say bad if you think that this is more likely to get uh, at least one of the two uh, uh, infrastructure bills passed. And this is the one that will probably pass in a bipartisan deal. The editors of National Review are kind of skeptical of the whole endeavor. But what's been kind of fascinating is that late last week, you know, Biden was emphatic during that press conference. And he was very clear. I will veto uh, the first bipartisan one if they don't have that second one. This is the everything is infrastructure one. Uh, th- if that one doesn't get to come along, well, then by golly, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to veto it. Then all of a sudden, the Rob Portmans, the Mitt Romneys, the uh, Cassidy's, all the other you know Republican senators, like whoa, 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 we didn't sign on for this. And you know, late last week we were pointing out that this was the Senate Republicans effectively giving up all of their leverage of saying, okay, Democrats, you get credit for passing a bipartisan bill, and you get credit for doing all the other stuff you wanted by passing it through reconciliation. Well, now Biden has realized this is going to blow up the entire bill, and so he spent the entire weekend coming back. It looks like Senate Republicans like Rob Portman and Mitt Romney are back on board. I do think you got to wonder, though, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Senate Republican, how much do you trust Democrats to not just do this endeavor that they just said? Because now you're putting all of your, you're staking all of your chips, so to speak, 
on the idea that Manchin and uh, Cinema and a handful of, of House Democrats who might have some wariness about spending too much money. And I wouldn't want to bet yeah. a lot of money on that. The idea that they would suddenly stop this second bill, including everything but the kitchen sink, because that's what, it, in other words, I'm not sure exactly what's actually changed since Friday. And we're, we're set, heading towards a course where it looks like Democrats will get everything they want and Republicans will get, you know, credit for a bipartisan bill and not be able to stop any spending they don't want in the non, in the, in the partisan bill. Yeah, it's interesting. Pelosi came out, of course, and said that, you know, they're not going to take up any piece of legislation until both are passed. And it's I, I'm going to wait. What, what should I veto? I can't I, I shouldn't veto this one. Oh, because they did it. And that way it looks like we're all working together. So I don't do that because then I'll look like a jerk. And then he'll whisper some more, Jim, because he likes to whisper. And then from there, this is look, you're right about them getting everything through reconciliation. It's very much a Reagan thing, right? Get what you can now. Get the rest later. The reality is, though. The Republicans, I guess, wanted to seem like they were doing something. Uh, nobody seems to care about, you know, spending money. And I've always said this. If they've got a bipartisan deal and they're all cheering, it usually just means that they figured out a way to spend all of our money in a way that they want to. And everybody gets everything they want. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if the Republican, I, I, I assume the position of the, the Portmans and Romneys of the world is, We'll sign on to this bipartisan bill because it's got stuff in there that we all agree is infrastructure and that we, it's relatively non-controversial. And we believe that there are, you know, roads and bridges and, and stuff like that that needs repairs. And, you know, by signing on to this, you're not going to try to pass all the other stuff through reconciliation. You know, we're, we're, this is what we're giving and this is what we're getting in return. Right. And that's the, the whole point of it gets blown up if the idea is, OK, all this, you, know, you guys sign on to the, the one part and we'll pass everything else later on without you. Like at that point, you're like, you might as well not sign on to anything because now you're just basically giving, you know, you're trading away all of your leverage for a handful of magic beans, which I understand is covered in the upcoming agriculture bill as well. Yeah, trust me, if there's magic beans, you know, they'll figure out a way to find it. And I'm surprised that they can sleep so well at night. Ah, very good, Chad. Yes, so did you know that my pillow is more than just a fantastic pillow? Now my pillow has given the same attention that they've given to their pillows to the Giza Dream Sheets. And their current offers for a limited time, you can get two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping. Now what you guys to imagine, if you will, sliding in the most comfortable sheets you will ever own, guaranteed. This is the world's best cotton, grown only in a small region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's a long staple cotton that makes it ultra soft and breathable. It's available in a variety of colors and sizes, machine washable, a 60-day money-back guarantee, and a one-year limited warranty. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code MARTINI at checkout. Or you can call 1-800-874-0104 for two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping. Again, that is two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping with the promo code MARTINI at MyPillow.com. Or call 1-800-874-0104. Sleep better with MyPillow.com or call 1-800-874-0104. All right. So if you thought, oh, that's, that's pretty crazy. Well, guess what? We've got a second crazy martini today. Yeah, this one is uh, interesting. In fact, I, I spoke on it this morning on my national show. 
Uh, and it's about Gwen Berry, who is a, uh, well, she's a hammer thrower. For those of you guys who rush home at night to find out if, hey, is the hammer throw on, uh, what exactly is it? Just think about some some people who spin around really fast in the play, same place they do the discus, but they put that giant net up because they're going to throw a huge ball, hundreds of feet. That is the hammer throw. Gwen Berry qualified for the Olympics, but she's not a fan of the anthem. Yeah, this is what's baffling. This is, this, this is you know, so she always has been a longtime activist uh, uh, athlete, and that's fine. Uh, but she turned her back to the U.S. flag during the playing of the national anthem. Um, and after turning away, she then she draped a T-shirt with the words activist athlete over her head. She said she felt like the timing of the anthem was a setup. Now, uh, they don't play the national anthem all the time. Apparently, they always play it uh, around the same time, around 520 um, this was just happened to be when she was on the stand during the event. Um, but she seemed to think that this was a setup, that this was designed to put her in an embarrassing situation. Now, the thing that's really fascinating is she absolutely, she, she can't stand it. She, she does not want to stand for the national anthem, uh, during this ceremony or any ceremonies, which raises the question if what happens if she wins gold at the Olympics? And I'm just kind of left scratching my head, Chad. It's like, you know, if you don't like national anthems, the Olympics really are not the competition for you. Right? That's what happens whenever somebody wins. They play the national anthem. And if, you know, as, as many folks have pointed out, I think including was Congressman Dan Crenshaw, said, like, look, representing your country is what the Olympics are all about. If you don't want them playing the national anthem, don't, don't go to the Olympics. You know, it's, it's a really kind of baffling um, mentality here. And I suspect this is going to be lighting up the phones for news radio and sports radio, particularly as soon as the, uh, the Olympics get started. Uh, and, you know, I, I, the other thing we're noting is the International Olympic Committee really doesn't want uh, demonstrations for a whole bunch of reasons, high among them. Remember, they're coming to China next year for the Winter Olympics. And we all know how much China loves demonstrations, um, that uh, the International Olympic Committee does not want this to, uh, to be, you know, to, athletes to get into the habit of making big demonstrations when they're on the stand. Uh, but just it's a bizarre choice on her part and one that just kind of doesn't seem to fit with everything we know about the olympics yeah it's weird it's very hypocritical you're you you can't stand this country it seems uh at least the past of this country so you're going to go represent this country because well you want to go to the olympics it's about raising your profile that's fine the beauty of our country is you you are able to to do these type of things and and while there's a debate vigorously i do find it hypocritical that you're going to use the platform of the olympics and representing the country to go and to do what because remember the olympic committee has i think it's called uh the i-50 rule which which is inside their bylaws where if there's any kneeling raising a fist uh, tommy smith and john carlos they sent mm -hmm. them home in 68 that they will send you home immediately. They want it to be about the games and the sportsmanship. They do not want it to be a political platform, which I think in this day and age is going to be tough. I wouldn't be surprised if half of the American team gets sent home uh, for some sort of statement, no matter what it is that, that comes out of this. But I do find this entire thing with Gwen Berry bizarre that you want to represent a nation and a flag of which you really can't stand. Yeah, and the other thing which I, I note is that uh, you're right that there was a time where, particularly, you know, oh, you know, that's not the time and place. You're you're playing, you're representing your country. They're playing the anthem. You're getting the gold medal. You're on the little platform. You know, this is not the time for you to make your demonstration. Um, I think you're you, you are right, Chad, that the mentality in this country has changed significantly. 
You could point to Colin Kaepernick. You could point to anything. You know, athletes very much feel that they have a need to speak out unless it's the NBA about Hong Kong. Um, but here's the thing. If at some point, some, you know, if, if we're going to have Olympics in China, which I think is a terrible idea. Um, by the way, Beijing gets a summer Olympics and a winter Olympics. Just what the hell is the climate over there? Anyway, um, that at some point, if, 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 if some athlete wants to demonstrate in a way that offends the Chinese hosts, I'm fine with that. But however, like in a sense of like, but we're, if, we, if we're going to have, it's okay to express political views for, uh, during a ceremony. Then it's got to be for everybody. It can't just be well. You can wave the rainbow flag, or you can uh, demonstrate, you know, Black Lives Matter, or something like that. But you can't offend the Chinese, or something like that. Now, right now, the International Olympic Committee wants to have absolutely no political demonstrations of any kind. Which, if they if they're going to enforce that consistently, fine. Although, by the way, I think they should recognize there are probably a bunch of athletes who'd say, you know what? No, I don't like that. I don't like you telling me that I can't uh, speak my mind and demonstrate as I wish. I don't want to go. And at some point, the Olympics would start losing uh, actually having some of the best athletes game. Oh, by the way, I just want a little other little detail that might be of interest to um, uh, Barry that, you know, who finds this, the, you know, the, the idea of representing America. So, you know, unthinkable and terrible. The U.S. Olympic, the International Olympic Committee does allow independent Olympians. Um, if for some reason they have issues with their home country's government uh, or, or stuff like that, they, they can do that. Um, and so it's kind of also, you know, when times when they have, you know, uh, borders or, or of countries are changing and things like that. So, I mean, theoretically, she could pursue that option. And if she wants to pursue as an independent Olympian, fine, go ahead, be my guest. Um, I guess this is what the rules are there for. And that's fine. I do think it'll be interesting whether, again, this would be a very, it'd be a very unusual games. So they're not allowing foreign tourists. They're really still worried about COVID-19 over in Japan, you know, pretty seriously. But I think the idea of the whole country getting behind you and those are you know, like it's an, oh, we don't want to see nationalism at the uh, uh, at the Olympic Games. Chad, people will watch tiddlywinks if it's the U.S. versus Russia in the finals. Right. Absolutely. We love any sport that's got us against another country in the finals because we love to see Americans winning gold and we don't really care who we're beating and we don't really care. We just love to see Americans winning things. And that's, you know, and it's not because we just love sport. We love to see our countries, you know, thrive at something. So uh, I don't, I think if you're, you're trying to fight that impulse, you're kind of swimming uphill uh, and I don't understand the, the Barry mentality, but uh, Hey, it's a free country. She can do what she want. Let's point out many of the countries she'll be competing against are not free countries. And she would not have that option if she wished to in another country. She, she would not, she would not have that option. Always fun to do it again. Uh, with you, my man, Jim Garrity, uh, Greg Columbus on vacation this week, so he'll be stuck with me. And uh, we had a good, we had a couple crazies, and I'm sure tomorrow we'll have another wild day at it. Good to uh, to be a part of uh, the Three Martini Lunch. Follow me at Chad Benson Show. Jim, let's do it again tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Chad. Google is destroying our right to privacy, and critical race theory is invading our schools. Hi, I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich joins me to discuss how he is fighting back against these threats to our freedom and much more. I'll also take you inside my reporting on the horrific human trafficking that is happening in Texas and, by the way, all around the country, and how Biden administration policies are making this nightmare much worse. Subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.